Chapters 7 through 9 of Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book 4. Translated by Alexander Roberts and W. H. Rombo. Chapter 7. Recapitulation of the Foregoing Argument showing that Abraham, through the revelation of the word, knew the Father and the coming of the Son of God. For this cause he rejoiced to see the day of Christ, when the promises made to him should be fulfilled. The fruit of this rejoicing has flowed to posterity, viz., to those who are partakers in the faith of Abraham, but not to the Jews who reject the word of God. 1. Therefore Abraham also, knowing the Father through the word, who made heaven and earth, confessed him to be God, and having learned, by an announcement made to him, that the Son of God would be a man among men, by whose advent his seed should be as the stars of heaven, he desired to see that day, so that he might himself also embrace Christ, and seeing it through the spirit of prophecy, he rejoiced. Wherefore Simon also, one of his descendants, carried fully out the rejoicing of the patriarch, and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light for the revelation of the Gentiles, and the glory of the people Israel and the angels in like manner announced tidings of great joy to the shepherds who were keeping watch by night. Moreover, Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my salvation. The rejoicing of Abraham descended upon those who sprang from him, those, namely, who were watching, and who beheld Christ and believed in him while, on the other hand, there was a reciprocal rejoicing, which passed backwards from the children to Abraham, who did also desire to see the day of Christ's coming. Rightly, then, did our Lord bear witness to him, saying, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and was glad. 2. For not alone upon Abraham's account did he say these things, but also that he might point out how all who have known God from the beginning, and have foretold the advent of Christ, have received the revelation from the Son himself, who also in the last times was made visible and passable, and spake with the human race, that he might from the stones raise up children unto Abraham and fulfill the promise which God had given him, that he might from the stones raise up children unto Abraham, and fulfill the promise which God had given him, and that he might make his seed as the stars of heaven, as John the Baptist says, For God is able from these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Now this Jesus did, by drawing us off from the religion of stones, and bringing us over from hard and fruitless cogitations, and establishing in us a faith like to Abraham. 
as Paul does also testify, saying that we are children of Abraham because of the similarity of our faith and the promise of inheritance. 3. He is therefore one and the same God, who called Abraham and gave the promise. But he is the Creator, who does also through Christ prepare lights in the world, namely, those who believe from among the Gentiles. And he says, Ye are the light of the world, that is, as the stars of heaven. Him, therefore, I have rightly shown to be known by no man, unless by the Son, and to whomsoever the Son shall reveal him. But the Son reveals the Father to all to whom he wills that he should be known, and neither without the good will of the Father, nor without the agency of the Son, can any man know God. Wherefore did the Lord say to his disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye would have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye have both known him, and have seen him. From these words it is evident that he is known by the Son, that is, by the Word. 4. Therefore have the Jews departed from God, in not receiving his word, but imagining that they could know the Father apart by himself, without the word, that is, without the Son, they being ignorant of that God who spake in human shape to Abraham, and again to Moses, saying, I have surely seen the affliction of my people in Egypt, and I have come down to deliver them. For the Son, who is the word of God, arranged these things beforehand from the beginning, the Father being in no want of angels, in order that he might call the creation into being, and for man, for whom also the creation was made, nor, again, standing in need of any instrumentality for the framing of created things, or for the ordering of those things which had reference to man, while at the same time he has a vast and unspeakable number of servants. For his offspring and his similitude do minister to him in every respect, that is, the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Word and Wisdom, whom all the angels serve and to whom they are subject. Vain, therefore, are those who, because of that declaration, no man knoweth the Father but the Son, do introduce another unknown Father. Chapter 8 Vain Attempts of Marcion and His Followers, Who Exclude Abraham from the Salvation Bestowed by Christ, Who Liberated Not Only Abraham, But the Seed of Abraham, By Fulfilling and Not Destroying the Law When He Healed on the Sabbath Day. 1. Vain, too, is the effort of Marcion and his followers, when they seek to exclude Abraham from the inheritance, to whom the Spirit, through many men, and now by Paul, bears witness, that he believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And the Lord also bears witness to him, in the first place, indeed, by raising up children to him from the stones, and making his seed 
as the stars of heaven, saying, They shall come from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south, and shall recline with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. And then again by saying to the Jews, When ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of heaven, but you yourselves cast out. This then is a clear point, that those who disallow his salvation and frame the idea of another God besides him who made the promise to Abraham are outside the kingdom of God, and are disinherited from the gift of incorruption, setting at naught, and blaspheming God who introduces, through Jesus Christ, Abraham to the kingdom of heaven, and his seed, that is, the church, upon which also is conferred the adoption and the inheritance promised to Abraham. 2. For the Lord vindicated Abraham's posterity by loosing them from bondage and calling them to salvation, as he did in the case of the woman whom he healed, saying openly to those who had not faith like Abraham, Ye hypocrites, doth not each of you on the Sabbath days loose his ox or his ass and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound these eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath days? It is clear, therefore, that he loosed and vivified those who believe in him as Abraham did, doing nothing contrary to the law when he healed upon the Sabbath day. For the law did not prohibit men from being healed upon the Sabbaths. On the contrary, it even circumcised them upon that day, and gave command that the offices should be performed by the priests for the people. Yea, it did not disallow the healing even of dumb animals. Both at Siloam and on frequent subsequent occasions did he perform cures upon the Sabbath, and for this reason many used to resort to him on the Sabbath days. For the law commanded them to abstain from every servile work, that is, from all grasping after wealth which is procured by trading and by other worldly business. But it exhorted them to attend to the exercises of the soul, which consist in reflection, and to addresses of a beneficial kind for their neighbor's benefit. And therefore the Lord reproved those who unjustly blamed him for having healed upon the Sabbath days. For he did not make void, but fulfilled the law, by performing the offices of the high priest, propitiating God for men, and cleansing the lepers, healing the sick, and himself suffering death, that exiled man might go forth from condemnation, and might return without fear to his own inheritance. 3. And again, the law did not forbid those who were hungry on the Sabbath days to take food lying ready at hand. It did, however, forbid them to reap and to gather into the barn. And therefore did the Lord say to those who were blaming his disciples because they plucked and ate the ears of corn, rubbing them in their hands, Have ye not read this, what David did when himself was hungered? how he went into the house of God, and ate the showbread, and gave to those who were with him, which it is not lawful to eat, but for the priests alone. 
justifying his disciples by the words of the law and pointing out that it was lawful for the priests to act freely for david had been appointed a priest by god although saul persecuted him for all the righteous possess the sacerdotal rank and all the apostles of the lord are priests who do inherit here neither lands nor houses but serve god and the altar continually of whom moses also says in deuteronomy when blessing levi who said unto his father and to his mother i have not known thee neither did he acknowledge his brethren and he disinherited his own sons he kept thy commandments and observed thy covenant but who are they that have left father and mother and have said adieu to all their neighbours on account of the word of god and his covenant unless the disciples of the lord of whom again moses says they shall have no inheritance for the lord himself is their inheritance and again the priests the levites shall have no part in the whole tribe of levi nor substance with israel their substance is the offerings of the lord these shall they eat wherefore also paul says i do not seek after a gift but i seek after fruit to his disciples he said who had a priesthood of the lord to whom it was lawful when hungry to eat the ears of corn for the workman is worthy of his meat and the priests in the temple profaned the sabbath and were blameless wherefore then were they blameless because when in the temple they were not engaged in secular affairs but in the service of the lord fulfilling the law but not going beyond it as the man did who of his own accord carried dry wood into the camp of god and was justly stoned to death for every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit shall be hewn down and cast into the fire and whosoever shall defile the temple of god him shall god defile chapter nine there is but one author and one end to both covenants one all things therefore are of one and the same substance that is from one and the same god as also the lord says to his disciples therefore every scribe which is instructed into the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old he did not teach that he who brought forth the old was one and he that brought forth the new another but that they are one and the same for the lord is the good man of the house who rules the entire house of his father and who delivers a law suited both for slaves and those who are as yet undisciplined and gives fitting precepts to those that are free and have been justified by faith as well as throws his own inheritance open to those that are sons and he called his disciples scribes and teachers of the kingdom of heaven of whom also he elsewhere says to the jews behold i send unto you wise men and scribes and teachers and some of them ye shall kill and persecute from city to city now without contradiction 
he means by those things which are brought forth from the treasure new and old the two covenants the old that giving of the law which took place formerly and he points out as the new that manner of life required by the gospel of which david says sing unto the lord a new song and Esaias, sing unto the lord a new hymn his beginning his name is glorified from the height of the earth they declare his powers in the isles and jeremiah says behold i will make a new covenant not as i made with your fathers in mount horeb but one and the same householder produced both covenants the word of god our lord jesus christ who spake with both abraham and moses and who has restored us anew to liberty and has multiplied that grace which is from himself two he declares for in this place is one greater than the temple but the words greater and less are not applied to those things which have nothing in common between themselves and are of an opposite nature and mutually repugnant but are used in the case of those of the same substance and which possess properties in common but merely differ in number and size such as water from water and light from light and grace from grace greater therefore is that legislation which has been given in order to liberty than that given in order to bondage and therefore it has also been diffused not throughout one nation only but over the whole world for one and the same lord who is greater than the temple greater than solomon and greater than jonah confers gifts upon men that is his own presence and the resurrection from the dead but he does not change god nor proclaim another father but that very same one who always has more to measure out to those of his household and as their love towards god increases he bestows more and greater gifts as also the lord said to his disciples ye shall see greater things than these and paul declares not that i have already attained or that i am justified or already have been made perfect for we know in part and we prophesy in part but when that which is perfect has come the things which are in part shall be done away as therefore when that which is perfect is come we shall not see another father but him who we now desire to see for blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see god neither shall we look for another christ and son of god but him who was born of the virgin mary who also suffered in whom too we trust and whom we love as esaias says and they shall say in that day behold our lord god in whom we have trusted and we have rejoiced in our salvation and peter says in his epistle whom not seeing ye love in whom though now ye see him not ye have believed ye shall rejoice with joy unspeakable neither do we receive another holy spirit besides him who is with us and who cries abba father and we shall make increase in the very same things as now and shall make progress so that no longer through a glass or by means of enigmas but face to face 
we shall enjoy the gifts of God. So also now, receiving more than the temple, and more than Solomon, that is, the advent of the Son of God, we have not been taught another God besides the Framer and the Maker of all, who has been pointed out to us from the beginning, nor for another Christ, the Son of God, besides Him who was foretold by the prophets. 3. For the new covenant, having been known and preached by the prophets, he who was to carry it out according to the good pleasure of the Father was also preached, having been revealed to men as God pleased, that they might always make progress through believing in him, and by means of the successive covenants should gradually attain to perfect salvation. For there is one salvation and one God, but the precepts which form the man are numerous, and the steps which lead man to God are not a few. It is allowable for an earthly and temporal king, though he is but a man, to grant to his subjects greater advantages at times. Shall not this then be lawful for God, since he is ever the same, and is always willing to confer a greater degree of grace upon the human race? and to honor continually with many gifts those who please him? But if this be to make progress, namely, to find out another father besides him who was preached from the beginning, and again besides him who is imagined to have been discovered in the second place, to find out a third other, then the progress of this man will consist in his also proceeding from a third to a fourth, and from this, again, to another and another, and thus he who thinks that he is always making progress of such a kind, will never rest in one God. For being driven away from him who truly is God, and being turned backwards, he shall be forever seeking, yet shall never find out God, but shall continually swim in an abyss without limits, unless being converted by repentance, he returned to the place from which he had been cast out, but shall continually swim in an abyss without limits, unless, being converted by repentance, he returned to the place from which he had been cast out, confessing one God, the Father, the Creator, and believing in him who was declared by the law and the prophets, who was borne witness to by Christ, as he did himself declare to those who were accusing his disciples of not observing the tradition of the elders. Why do ye make void the law of God by reason of your tradition? For God said, Honor thy father and mother, and whosoever curseth father or mother, let him die the death. And again he says to them a second time, And ye have made void the word of God by reason of your tradition. Christ confessing in the plainest manner him to be Father and God, who said in the law, Honor thy father and mother, that it may be well with thee. For the true God did confess the commandment of the law as the word of God, and called no one else God besides his own Father. End of Book 4, Chapters 7-9